Hi, this is Commissioner David D'Archangelo, and welcome to Career Views, a podcast of the Massachusetts Commission for the Blind. This is Naara Caraballo for Career Views, a podcast of the Massachusetts Commission for the Blind, or MCB. And I am happy to be here today with Meredith Jones, a call center representative. And in today's episode, we will be talking about self-advocacy and ways to build confidence. Welcome, Meredith. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, so to start, what are some of the ways that you have built confidence over the years? And do you have any recommendations for people who are struggling with self-confidence? Just basically, you know, <clears throat> try to be positive, look at life in a positive way. You know, if you want to achieve something, say you're going to achieve it, go after it, do whatever it takes to get there. Um, you know, I'm very outspoken, outgoing. Um, I'm, I have no problem speaking up for myself. A lot of times people have trouble with that, you know, with their own um, being comfortable speaking, but it's very important to, to feel comfortable with yourself. And if you can feel comfortable with yourself, then it helps you a lot in, in everyday life, especially in the workplace to be able to advocate and, and just say, I can do this and let me show you how, and, you know, give me a chance, um, you know, and definitely use resources around you. People, you know, um, obviously the Massachusetts commission for the blind is a great resource and, you know, be open-minded and just, um, you know, just try to, like I said, be positive and, you know, try not to get discouraged and, you know, think of ways, things that might, you know, can build you up. You know, if you run into, run into somebody else with the same, um, in the same situation as yourself, you know, and they're successfully working, you can ask um, how they've become successful and what they do to help them be more comfortable and confident. And just, um, just, you just have to not give up. You have to not let your disability get in the way of, of, your happiness and dreams and pursuing like a career and, you know, don't let people tell you you can't do it because you can do it. You know, the only part I learned, you know, in, in this job that I have now, basically, you know, it wasn't always easy at, at times, but, you know, you have to um, basically let yourself be successful. And sometimes the only person getting in the way of things is your own self. So you have to be able to overcome those fears or, you know, work with the resources you have around you and think of ways um, how you can be better. Absolutely. So I want to ask you, how does confidence relate to self-advocacy to you? Confidence, you know, if you feel comfortable with yourself and you can, you say you can do it, then you're going to be more comfortable speaking to somebody and saying, Hey, you know, I'm blind, but this is how I use the computer. Or this is how, you know, when I went on job interviews, I was always saying, you know, I'm totally blind. I've been, I was born blind all my life. Explaining to them how I've been able to go through life. I live in a sighted world. Um, my family didn't shelter me. They always, you know, encouraged me to, to, you know, follow my dreams and basically educate companies and people. Okay, this is what's out there. Mass Commission for the Blind comes out and they'll help make reasonable accommodations. This is what a reasonable accommodation is. You know, a lot of people don't know you know, in the sighted world, they have no idea. You know, I've gone on several interviews and they're like, oh, this is my first time interviewing a blind person. I have no idea. Like, and, and a lot of times you just have to find that one company, like I just did that, you know, is open-minded to it. And, you know, basically, um, the more confident, the more confident you are in yourself, 
the better you are at advocating for yourself. You know, I've always been confident. Yeah, we all have bad days, but I don't like to take no for an answer. And, you know, in my job now, I'm in, it's in a sales role. So it's right up my alley because I, I'm good at convincing people as to why they should, should um, you know, book an appointment with me and, and why my company is, is good to work with. And that's kind of like what you have to do when you, you know, when you advocate for finding work. Okay, this is what I have to offer the company. This is why you want me to, you know, why you want me to work for you. And basically try to explain maybe your past experiences, what you've done in the past. And, you know, the fact that, you know, if, if you're, you know, if you went to college or whatever, or, you know, what type of school you might've went to, that might sometimes help too. I mean, personally, I went to public schools and then I went on to Regis College and, and did everything myself, you know, studied hard and, you know, found the resources I needed to succeed. And then after school, I ended up going to, um, you know, finding jobs on my own. Yes, I had assistance, but everything was done by me. I did the interview and my resume. I got assistance with it, but I did the touch-ups and everything else. But ultimately, I was the person who, you know, controlled my own destiny. And that's basically, you know, important. I believe that you people have to be, you know, confident. And and definitely, the more confident you are, the better that the better that you can be at advocating for yourself. And all I can say is use the resources, people, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions. You know, I mean, knowledge is power. And in my opinion, you can have, can never have too much knowledge. Absolutely. Great points. Um, so now I want to ask you, can you um, talk about a time that you used self-advocacy to drive change? Yeah, I can use, I think so. Um, this past job I just got, um, you know, the company, it's a small, it's, it's actually been, it's a well-known company in New England and, you know, but it's a family owned company. And, um, you know, I went in there and they were very pleasant and friendly and I explained to them what I could do. And, you know, the biggest obstacle in my job searching was, okay, I'm blind. This is how I do this. This is how I use the computer. And then when I get to the part where, okay, the mass commission has to come in to evaluate the situation, a lot of companies that they don't, they don't understand it's free. They don't understand, you know, the thing is they don't want to take time. The biggest problem was time. If I couldn't start tomorrow, oh, that's not going to happen. We need somebody to start right away. So when I found this company that I work for now, you know, they were like, oh yeah, absolutely. They were so, I'm not, and I wasn't used to it. And I remember having the interview and basically they hired me on the spot and I wasn't used to that at all. And I was like, so you telling me, I said to them, I said, are you telling me that if, if everything, you know, if the system is able to be modified, you know, computer wise or whatever, is the job mine? And basically they said, yes. And I wasn't used to that. Like I was just completely shocked. And of course, you know, I've had interviews where they've said, oh, okay, if we can get everything situated. And in the past, it hasn't always worked out, even when the mass commission's gotten involved, because if they have to go out more than once, then companies aren't interested, like, you know, they shut the door. So this company, you know, they went out there and, you know, figured out that it was really simple. It was actually the most simple database I think I've ever used. And I'm very computer savvy. So, you know, they came out there and evaluated everything and then, you know, called me and said, oh, you know, you're all set to go. So I was hired and then um, just not, I think back in August, um, a man came in for an interview and he was totally blind as well. And my, one of my managers said, oh, you know, I'm thinking about hiring so-and-so, um, you know, would you help me, you know, help us out? I'm like, yeah. And of course this person, they hired him, but I know it. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I would think it was because here I am successful, successfully working and here he comes in and, you know, obviously because I work there and I'm successful and, and, you know, doing well, that helped them to know, okay, well, yeah, of course we can have, you know, other people. They've never had a blind person work for that company before. So, you know, for me to be able to come in there, be confident, 
and ask them, okay, I just, just show me how, like how to do it, you know, give me a chance, you know, have the mass commission come in, you know, it, they're not going to, you know, it, it doesn't cost anything for them to evaluate the systems and see what needs to be done. And to have actually have a company that, that, you know, stuck to their word, you know, went through with it, hired me, you know, here I am successful. I'm very lucky because during this pandemic, we had a furlough and um, they hired quite a few of us. And during that furlough, four of us were asked to come back. All the rest were not asked because they only kept the people they thought had potential. So I felt very fortunate to have this job. And then again, when I went back to work, you know, when I was working, um, the manager came to me and says, hey, he was thinking about hiring this, this person who's blind, you know, could I help him with the system? I said, sure. And of course, you know, with everything going on with the mass commission, you know, they don't, they don't really have in-person meetings and so forth. So I did what I could um, to help him, you know, the new person get, you know, used to the system and everything. And I don't, I'm not to, not to say that they wouldn't have hired him, but I kind of feel like because here I am totally blind and I'm successfully employed at the company that, you know, it gave them the, the, um, you know, the, the, you know, um, trying to think of the right word here. It gave them the confidence in themselves. Like, yeah, we can hire someone else. I mean, look at what Meredith can do so we can hire so-and-so and, and, you know, he's still working with the company. And, you know, unfortunately, well, good for me, I went home, I got to work from home. So I'm not in the office anymore. So sometimes they, you know, call me and ask me questions. Because, you know, given the time of the pandemic, the mass commission is really not available to come out and do, you know, site visits that I'm, you know, to my knowledge. So I try to do whatever I can to help. And I'm just very happy that, you know, I can set an example for other blind people like, hey, you can work at this company you know, you can, you can do what I do and, and it's, you know, learn the computer. And I mean, the other thing too, is, as I said before, is the computer is so simple. Like it's the most simple database. They didn't have to do any modifications to the, the program we use. Like they, sometimes they have to do scripting and other things to make programs work with each other. Well, it worked right out of the box because it's a web-based program. And that like is basically unheard of a lot of times. So, you know, that was on my side as well. So you know, as long as they don't drastically change the system, I can't see why they couldn't have plenty more um, blind individuals work for my company. And I just, I can't say enough about how happy I am and how fortunate I am to work with such a great company. And, you know, I have more support than I've ever had in any job I've ever had. And I've been working, you know, uh, my birthday is actually tomorrow and I've been working, you know, quite a bit, quite a few years, you know, basically since 1996 part-time and then, you know, full-time since 2004. So I've done a lot of things. And um, I can finally say that I am proud to work for my company and basically being the person that I am that doesn't give up on things and, you know, advocating for myself. That's the biggest thing. Like if you, if you don't feel comfortable speaking for yourself, it makes it that much harder. And sometimes for some people, they don't know how to start. They don't know where to start. They're afraid to reach out, you know, and you have to not be afraid. You just have to do it. You know, don't be afraid. That's why they have the agencies like the Mass Commission for the Blind. That's why they have other people like me. You know, I always say say to people, hey, if you want someone to talk to me, I'll be more than happy to share my story with you, you know, and, and whatever I can do to help somebody else be successful is, you know, it makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. Wow, that is very inspiring that you're able to touch other people's lives just by being, you know, successful. Um, now I want to ask you, why is self-advocacy important in school or in the workplace? It's important any everywhere, school, the workplace, because if you don't have self-advocacy, you probably won't get very far. You know, in school, I mean, I, here's the thing, like, you know, example, when I went to college, um, 
I had, um, well, first of all, I went to public schools all my life because I wanted to be just like anybody else. Yeah, I can't see, so what, you know? I wanted to just be like everybody else. And, um, you know, why can't I do it? Just because I can't see doesn't mean I can't go to regular classes and be in public school. And so I did, and I graduated from high school. And then I went on to college and I had people in high school, like teachers tell me, oh, well, we think you're college material, but we don't think you're worried, ready to live away. Now, why they said that to me, I have no idea. So I went on to Regis College, lived on campus all four years. And I remember when I was starting, it was, you know, challenging because of course nowadays, you know, the computer is more widely, I graduated in 2001. So when I went there, yeah, they had computers and stuff, but now it's way more advanced. I mean, they have the internet, they have like half the stuff I went to the library for to get assistance. I wouldn't have to today because I could do it on my own. And at that time they didn't have um, a lot of books on tape, you know, cassette tape or, you know, audio available. So my parents, I was lucky that they actually, um, they would, um, they read all my stuff on tape for me. They recorded it for me so I could do my schoolwork. And then eventually I got readers. And that's another thing. You have to be able to speak up to for yourself because um, through the Mass Commission, there's a, the, the reader program basically. And, and, you know, I found these people. I kind of had someone else help me, but I was the deciding factor. Like if I heard their voice and I, I liked it, then they could record for me. And then I would pay them through the Mass Commission. Um, but it's so important to be able to speak up for yourself because as I said, you know, I fought hard in college and I was in the beginning, I started out slow, but it was important for me to graduate with my class. Like I wanted to graduate in 2001. I didn't want to graduate in July. I wanted to graduate in May. So I, you know, took extra classes and worked extra hard and I was able to graduate on time. And, and I was able to get the resources I needed because I spoke up and said, Hey, I need this. I need that. Same thing in the workplace. You have to do that. If you don't speak up for yourself then no one's going to do it for you. You know, I mean, obviously these, you're adults, you know, this is part of life. And if you have difficulty, get help, go to the mass commission, go to somebody that you, that you feel comfortable talking to just, you know, reach out, ask questions. And there's no, I just want to say to people, the only question that is stupid is the one you don't ask. You have to ask any question. There's no such thing as a stupid question. And I mean, even at my job now, like I ask questions after questions because I'm still learning. And half the time I don't get a response and I'm like, well, nobody answered me. And they're like, because you know what you're doing. So, you know, having that confidence, you know, and sometimes you want self-reassurance, you want someone to reassure you, but then when you don't get it, you say to yourself, oh, wait a second, they're not answering me because I know what I'm doing. And then you just go, you know, you just want to run with it and just do what makes you, you know, makes you feel comfortable, do what you think is right. And I just can't stress enough how important self-advocacy is in school and in the workplace. And, and if you, if you have trouble with it, you know, get help, you know, there's all sorts of resources and programs that they have out there. And, you know, the more advocate, the more, you know, self-advocating you can be, the more successful you'll be. Absolutely. And I know you have um, touched these points in, in prior questions, but to summarize, what advice do you have for people who are not comfortable to self advocate for themselves? Basically, um, just try to figure out why. Try to say, okay, why is this hard for me? You know, try to ask yourself why. You know, work with like counselors, like the Mass Commission. You know, they're a great resource. I'll tell you, you know, I'm very lucky to have um, such great resources at the Mass Commission. You know, work with somebody and, you know, ask yourself, okay, what what am I afraid of? What What is, um, you know, what is the fear that I need to conquer? you know, reach out to your family, Fam you know, there's no better, no great support than family. You know what I mean? Ask them for help. If, if you have, you know, close friends, um, 
even just researching, like reading articles, maybe um, listening to podcasts or even in inspirational music. Like I love music. I'm a music fanatic. So like just listen to music and a song can really touch you. It's like, wait a second, that song is true. You know, certain quotes. Um, and just don't be afraid to reach out. That's all I can say. You know, it's difficult. It's easier said than done. Obviously, here I am saying this, this, and this because I've been there. But obviously, for somebody who is not comfortable, maybe with their with themselves or speaking, you know, it can be very frightening and and intimidating sometimes. And you know, they just need that push, and and just you know, just find find somebody that you can talk to or something, a resource. You know, read a book, an article. Like I said. Reach out, reach out to the Mass Commission for the Blind, you know, um, just so many things. I mean, just like, just say to yourself, you have to say that you can do this because if you say you can't do it, then it's not going to help. You have to say you can do this. You will do this. Yeah, we all have bad days, but you just have to conquer it. I mean, I have bad days at work and I'm like, I'm in a sales role, so I have to make numbers and, and, you know, like the last few days we're actually, we're okay. But today I said, okay. And I got, you know, I got more appointments than I got in the last few days. You know, because, you know, it's you have highs and lows, you know, and that's how life is. You just have to learn to deal with it and just not let little things bother you. Not let what people say bother you. Don't let somebody say, oh, well, you can't do that. Or, oh, why are you going to? Don't let that discourage you. Just say, yeah, okay, you know, yes, I can do this. And, and, and you can say to yourself, you will. And then, you know, go to those resources. And, you know, I guess I just can't stress enough the resource factor. You know, mass commission, family, good friends. You know, reading articles, like even if it's meant, even if it's a medical thing, like even if you have, you know, somebody has, you know, a counselor or a therapist that they feel comfortable with, you know, there's definitely nothing wrong with that either. You know, there's so many different resources out there to help with, you know, self-advocacy. Thank you, Meredith, um, for all your great advice and for being so inspiring. Um, is there anything you would like to add that we haven't covered? Um, I don't think so. Um, I just basically, you know, just wish everybody luck. I just wish that, you know, everybody can be successful and, and know that it's possible. And, and just as far as advocacy as well, technology, I mean, technology has come a long way. There's so much, and obviously people say, oh yeah, with the pandemic, well, now we have Zoom, we have Zencaster like this, the phone. I mean, there's always ways to reach out. So, you know, even if you can't have an in-person you know, meeting with someone to help you, you know, you have all this technology and, and just all I can say is don't be afraid, you know, don't just, you know, don't be afraid and just, you know, be positive and say you can do this because, you know, you know, you can, and, you know, there's, there's always people out here that can help. I agree. Well, thanks again, Meredith, for, for being here today with us. You're welcome. Thank you. Next up, MCV Career Views Commissioner's Corner with Commissioner David D'Arcangela. Welcome to the MCB Career Views Commissioner's Corner. I'm Suzanne Morris and I'm here with MCB Commissioner David D'Arcangela. Great to be back, Suzanne. So good having you on. Today's episode was about self-advocacy and building self-confidence and featured MCV consumer Meredith Jones. She gives a lot of good advice about self-advocacy, but I was particularly interested in her answer about um, self-advocacy driving change. 
Why do you think stories like Meredith's are important to ensuring that there are more employment opportunities for blind and visually impaired individuals? Well, first, her overarching positivity to me is the thing. And that's really, if you can get people to be positive, that's a really good indication that they've been able to come to some type of acceptance. That acceptance to blindness is is key. It really is. You've got to feel like, okay, I can, I can do this on some level because uh, particularly when people become blind uh, or in a short period of time, there's real suffering there. And even over the longer period of time, there's real uh, consternation there. And, uh, you know, that can be very challenging, losing your vision, particularly when you've had vision. So uh, to then try to be positive is really, that's step one. And then the self-advocacy piece is, to me, it's all based on confidence and having that uh, really the ability to, to think you can do it. I think I can. I think I can. I know I can. I know I can. And then you're doing it, right? So these are some of the things that they're easy to say, and it's more difficult to do. I know that because I've been there. So anybody listening to this podcast no matter what state you're in, know that we're there to work with you. MCB is there to work with you, no matter if you're new to blindness, encountering blindness, you've been blind for a period of time, whatever the case may be, we're there to work with you along the way. These are not easy things, but we use our institutional knowledge to bring to bear to you to try to break it down and make it a step-by-step a little bit more of an easier process. Yeah, and I thought her pioneering spirit was really important there because, you know, her her story about the fact that, you know, her current employer was really very open and encouraging um, in terms of her own employment status, but then now is looking at um, a second employee who is either blind or low vision. And, you know, they feel like they can do this because they have already worked with Meredith. I think that's such a great example of, you know, how one's own confidence can be a model for employers to understand that, you know, you can have several blind employees and it works and it works in part because MCB exists to help support that. The essence of the employee-employer relationship is based on being mutually beneficial. An employer has a job and an employee wants to work in the job, right? So uh, you need both. And our role is to make sure that our employees or our clients who are going to be the employee, our consumers, have the skills that they need. And really also working with the employers to let the employers know, hey, yes, we're working with the consumer, your potential employee over here or your existing employee here. But we are state government also there to work for you, the business, to make sure that you're getting the tools and solutions that you need to be successful with your employee. So it's really serving both sides. We want to be able to serve the employee and the employer, because oftentimes the employer thinks like, oh, how am I going to do this? I don't know how to do this. We bring that expertise. Let MCB into your workplace so we can help provide evaluations, and then put the solutions in place that are going to help our employee, uh, help your employee and our consumer. Commissioner David D'Arcangelo, thank you again for joining us. Always a pleasure to be here with you, Suzanne.
Thank you for joining us on Career Views, a podcast of the Massachusetts Commission for the Blind.